Inherently Happy, episode 113, Happy Trust. Yowza ha ha, my happy friends. I may have messed up in my interaction with a meanie. More on that later, but first let me discuss happy trust. Trust is when you regard something or someone as steady, stable, and strong. Something or someone you can count on. So how and why should you trust that happy's got your back? Because balanced growth is the purpose of living. You maintain equilibrium and health in order to thrive and not die. That's just balance and growth. It's just happy. Balanced growth is the outlook that helps you appreciate, accept, and connect with your own inner happy and the happy within us all. So, happy can't not have your back as long as you're awake, aware, and alert. Notice I didn't say alive. But wait! How can you have balance and growth after you're dead? Because growth isn't necessarily a physical thing. Neither is balance. Sure, you can grow into your big brother's hand-me-down clothes, but you can also grow into your own. Meaning your own confidence and happy sense of self, not into your own clothes. Then you can hold yourself to a higher standard, judging yourself only on character and merit, which you'll naturally start doing to others as well to keep a dynamic stasis, a healthy equilibrium, a growing balance. We can all be happy together. Those who fight balance and growth are afraid to accept, appreciate, and connect with happy, and so are afraid of themselves. They don't trust themselves. Following happy, appreciating, accepting, and connecting with balance and growth is something you can trust in whatever form you wish. Life, death, the finite, the infinite, consciousness and superconsciousness. Because by then, you're no longer saddled with these rotting pre-corpses and so can roam at will, finally free. The essence of happy a spark, an animating force, an urgeful essence, a soul purpose. Happy. But without something to occupy your attention, you may lose the plot unless a plan be made to keep it together. Happy wants to play. You could incarnate yourself once again and collect others to help build a place to play, like Happy Land. You can make your own, if that's what you want, or go to one of the others. But for me, you can keep your seven heavens and your nine hells, your Hadeses and your Shangri-la-di-das. I'll take Happy Land. I dream about it and of all the things I could do, but it needs to be shared with those who would appreciate it. What fun is a game without other players? Imagine a vast grassy plain with a large lake in the middle, all within a surrounding ring of mountains, higher on one side than the other, 
to allow the low, circling, golden sun to give us both twilight and dawn in equal measure. Down by the water's edge, the silty loam is the stuff of pure happy. Happy stuff. Easy to remember. Simple to understand, for with a handful of happy stuff and a twinkle in your eye, you can build a world. Imagine you scoop up a handful of happy stuff and you squeeze some shape into it as you think of something to turn it into. Could form it into a ball or an apple. Look, there's the shiny skin and the stem. It is an apple. You would just think about an apple and boom, there it is. What else could you imagine? A golden apple? Sure, if you like the color, but it's not like you need the money if you can make whatever you wish out of moist earth and a dream. Maybe you want a cake, a car, a curving country road, or even a castle. Of course, you may need some help with the bigger ones. Whatever you can think up and motivate others to collaborate on. Just like a happy podcast, workbook, novel series, film franchise, video game, theme park, and afterlife by invite only. Everyone else can stick to the other selections. First, we decide what to build and how, and then we build it. We discuss it, write it down, draw it, demonstrate it, make a game of it, film it, construct a life-size version of it to inhabit and explore. And then when we are pure and absolute happy beyond this muddy realm, we fulfill its eternal promise. Happyland Estates Park here and Happyland ever after there. This discussion of the hereafter is prompted by an incident I had with a meanie, as I mentioned earlier. I may have poked the wrong bear. It only takes one to get mauled. So I may be needing Happyland a little more urgently than before. I've pissed off people before because I'm still trying to achieve balance and growth my damn self. And sometimes it just gets away from me which can lead to conflict. I've been attacked, fought with, and damn near killed before. Choked, punched, and even bitten. But this time was different. And this might be the only evidence available should I mysteriously be run off the road someday soon. So let this be on the record. A beat-up white team van with stickers all around the edges of the back windows, was driving somewhat aggressively along the two-lane blacktop nearby to where I live. I say aggressively because he insisted on passing a line of cars rather than waiting for the next intersection. It was well in front of me, so I paid it little mind. I keeps my speeds evens and awaits my turns. Even so, I caught up with him at the next light, when the road widened. I could see in his side mirror that the driver had a bushy brown beard, circular gold-framed sunglasses, and large, flabby, sunburnt arms. His window was down, and his music was loud. We were pointed towards a hill 
that had a big drop on the other side before it went up a big climb again. It's one of my favorite spots to really pour on the speed because it's gravity assisted and lots of fun. I live an hour away from work at a job I don't love. So I find my moments when I can. Most people might push it up to the speed limit, but I like to go a slight smidge over to really feel it. My exit's on the top of the rise just beyond, so I have to make sure I'm in the right lane eventually, which means I either have to get in behind a slow train of other cars taking the off-ramp, which sucks, or pass them at a slightly higher velocity and swoop in ahead of them, always making sure to signal like it's no big deal. So when the light turned green and the van lurched out in front, I knew the game was on. I floored it to keep up, and we both hit the speed limit by the crest. I've run this race before, and I usually pull ahead on the downhill. But today, the van man was in a mood because he wouldn't let me pass. So I went faster, and so did he. I went faster still, and he did too. Usually the rule is if you can keep someone from passing you three times, they won't go for a fourth. I've used that principle for years, from my cross-country running days to my current commute. I once kept a guy from passing me for 20 miles, and he was not pleased about it. In fact, he chased me off the highway, but I blew through a stale yellow light and trapped him when it turned red. But now I was the one trying to pass. Could I do it? At our most determined speeds, the uphill climb started again, and he began to lose power until I was able to pull several lengths ahead and cross into his lane in order to make the exit behind a slow pickup truck, which sucked. Off the ramp and at the red light, the van man went right while I was stuck waiting to go left behind the slow pickup but I'd already won, so it was cool, and I was feeling good. At the top of the next rise, I turned, and then turned again until I was making my way down my own street, which makes a hard turn right at the place I rent and can barely afford. So pretty soon, I was pulling into my driveway and parking in my garage, feeling pretty darn triumphant. I should qualify for a race car driver's license after that, I figured. I mean, that was one of the best races I had ever run, and I won! I wish I knew who that guy was so I could thank him. I tried to catch his eye back at the light to see if he'd give me a thumbs up or just a nod of respect, but he never looked over and barely even stopped. Once parked, I got out of my car and walked down to the mailbox, just as a guy in a light blue shirt with bright blue leg warmers, leg warmers, walked past my driveway. He'd been a few houses away when I pulled in, but I didn't catch the outfit then. Were they leg warmers or just really baggy socks? I puzzled as I watched him pass. When I looked up, there in the distance, after the hard turn that the road makes, I saw a beat-up white team van with stickers all around the edges of the back windows its engine and muffler knocking and jangling like a death rattle. Oh, fuck. 
I may have fucked up. Had he seen where I live? How did he turn around and get after me so damn fast? Why hadn't I seen him? I was so damn proud of myself, too. Fuck. Do I call the cops? Do I prepare myself for a fight? What was that noise? This will not end well, I thought. Well, shit. Sometimes you just have to accept your reality. I had a good run. Tried to be happy and spread happy lessons. Maybe have a little fun challenging myself and others, but I clearly pushed it too far and my whimsy did not show through. Who do you talk to about something like this? Except your happy friends, right? I can't really tell anyone I know because I don't come off too great in this story, making a habit of racing people down the hill. What is this, the downhill derby? Ain't I too old for this shit? You're going to race the wrong mofo one of these days. And that day has finally hit me head on. I probably should have just let him win. Then he'd be the one going off somewhere to celebrate instead of prowling for my head. If only this was happy land. We could kill each other as many times as we want and still come back in happy land. I might see happy land sooner than expected. If death comes back for me, I'll just have to build happy land on my own till I can do some talent scouting in other people's dreams. But that's harder than recruiting them in person, so I hope I don't have to do that. Maybe I could successfully fight him off. It could happen. I'm scrappy, and my deep-seated anger gives me strength and increases my ruthlessness. Another reason I need happy! So if he dies instead, then I'll still be able to headhunt my happy team. From prison or the psych ward, whichever. I'll publish to make sure the instructions to finding Happy Land get out so that my happy friends can get in. Come join our happy dream and help make it a happy reality. Happy Land, publishing house, film studio, afterlife, by invite only. So you can just enjoy what Happy has to offer here on this world if that's all you need. Happy Land on Earth is still a great place to experience happy lessons. Published, produced, and played with pure imagination. It's a worthwhile cause to spread balance and growth, to spread the self-awareness of the happy we all have within. Some assembly required. So gather up your happy friends and assemble. Embrace the happy within. Submit to its invariable eventuality. Trust in happy. You may think I'm silly for speaking about Happy Land Eternal, and maybe I am. It seems like nothing but a dream to me. But Happy Land Enterprises, Happy Land Estate Park, those are opportunities of creative expression, financial stability, and employment. Those I can focus on now, and through artistic means I can describe Happy Land Eternal in the hopes that wishing it may make it so someday. I trust in that which provides me with hope and gladness, and discourages fear, guilt, anger, and grief. They all have their place in moderation. You can trust in happy in whatever form you wish, just as a story, a career, a lifestyle, or just a helpful coping mechanism. Trust instead of uncertainty. The kind of trust that doesn't worry you, doesn't sap your strength, doesn't lead you astray, but that helps you maintain balance and growth. 
happy, trust, ha ha, yowza. <laughs>